Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, thanks for joining us on Friday. What a week it's been for us. A landmark week here on Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m. And on the Raiders mobile app. And we end with our biggest show of the week, and that says a lot. We're brought to you by PT's Taverns. Football's back, baby, and PT's is starting the season off strong. Beer pitchers from $10, food specials from 3 or a party pack for your squad Promotions to food specials, you can't beat it. Join PTs at any PTs all season long with the Vegas football jersey giveaway all month of September. One winner per tavern, 100 base points, one entry as we open up the show. This was a really good good week for us because a lot of people came in on the show. And today we put the exclamation point on it. Monday I host the show. Our whole lineup will be out at Allegiant Stadium, which is a big deal. We're very excited about that. And then I'll host the pregame show at 3, and, 3 o'clock at the Torch. How cool is that going to be? Hosting the pregame show with Eric Allen. If you're coming on in, download your Clear app. In the last two days, I've talked to former Raider employees, former who are coming out to the game, other people who are visiting for the game who had no idea that they needed the Clear app. I'm going, oh, my God, how did you not know this? They've been talking about this for a long time. Everybody, please download your Clear app if you're going to the game. It takes minutes. Download the Clear app if you have any issues with your vaccination card. If you're in between vaccination shots, a lot of people have their first shot. A lot of people are getting their first shot, and then they're going to get their second shot. The whole point is go get it. Go Saturday and Sunday to Allegiant Stadium from 1 to 6 p.m. They will have up that secondary screening site, and you'll be all set for Monday so you'll be able to walk right in. Please get this done right so you're not jacked up at the front of Allegiant Stadium. You're not holding other people up behind you who did everything right with their clear app, and they want to go to the game and have a couple of cocktails and get to their seats, but they're waiting behind you as you're trying to download your clear app. Please do this. It is very easy. The Raiders are busting their ass to make sure that you can have the best game day experience better than anywhere in the NFL. Please download the Clear app today. You know it's a big deal. Look, I'm not sugarcoating it. I don't do sugarcoated radio. I'm just telling you the truth. This is going to be a big deal. More people need to download that app now and have it done. Or if you're coming in, just go buy go buy the Raider image. Buy a hat. Go around. Go hang out with Raider fans. You're going to be there all weekend and get into that screening site Saturday and Sunday, and you'll be ready to go. I'm pumped up. Today's optimism. Baltimore's hurt. Jerry Coleman will join us, one of the premier Raven insiders at the top of the hour. He was out at practice today. He's the guy asking all the questions. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. At the bottom of this hour, Jim Plunkett. Jim will join us every Friday at 1230. How does that feel for happy hour? Sounds unbelievable. Jim Plunkett brought to you by Modelo with that fighting spirit. Jim Plunkett every Friday. I was pumped when they told me that. 1245, Vince Sapienza, Fox 5, the flagship television station for the Raiders. On the Raiders and how they prepare for Monday night. And then we're going to get into it with one of my favorite guests of all time, Bill Romanowski. 
Romocop will join us at 1.30, and he will bring the heat on the Raider defense and how it must be improved and how to do it. Romanowski's gone up against every great quarterback. He's a four-time Super Bowl champion. He will tell us everything that we need to know, uh, everything we need to know about this game. So there's a bunch happening. The Raiders, Raider fans have parties all over town. The Black Hole's got Jermaine Dupree at Omnia. Uh, that will be available on Monday. They also have a Sunday season kickoff party. They got everything going on. Uh, there are a lot of other parties in town here. Vinny Bonsignor, his remote. If anybody's going anywhere, just tweet it. I'll retweet it. If you want to promote a party, just call my show. Today's a tough day to get through because I'm loaded with great guests, and we're ready to go. Every week I get the opportunity to talk to John Gruden, which is a high honor. I do that inside the facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And this week it was in advance of everything. We had a sit-down for the Raider season ticket holders, and it was a half hour. We condensed it down to 20 minutes. It was a deep dive on the season. I thought Gruden was spectacular. I'll talk to him every week on television. We'll play that interview on radio on Friday. This was my discussion earlier in the week with the head coach of the Silver and Black. All right, coach, we're going to jump right into it. First off, I wanted to ask you about the overall preseason, going back to practices, OTAs, and the games that just wrapped up. It was good. We had a a great training camp. We practiced early in the morning to beat the heat. And uh, we had a lot of new faces on offense and defense, and we came together. We have some continuity uh, with Derek Carr and some of the skilled guys, but uh, we came together, unified ourselves as a team, and we used the preseason to really look at a lot of the young players and to give them an opportunity to make the team. We've got some tough calls to make here in the next uh, day or so. And I also think it's really interesting that a lot of guys showed up in the offseason. You talked about Max Crosby, a bunch of players. You'd get here, you'd see the orange force, yeah. you'd leave at night. That was really important to you as you were building a new staff again, bringing in new coaches for guys to really buy in. Well, this place is a magnet. This is Las yeah. Vegas. You know, it's a magnet. People want to be here. They want to train here. The facility for the fans that haven't seen it yet, it's spectacular. The weight room, um, the rehab centers, the indoor facility. So it was a great I think, tool to get people here, and we took advantage of it. Tell me about the joint practice in L.A. Got a little heated, a lot of energy (laughs) down there. You know Sean McVay well. What is it like as a coach putting that together months out in advance and having everybody prep for a trip like that? I mean, it's a challenge because, you know, there's certain etiquette that they want, there's certain etiquette that we want, but we still want the competition. And uh, I think we work pretty good together. We did, I think, have some sparks fly during these special teams periods. But that's natural. You know, men will be men. They're trying to compete and make the team. But I thought we got good quality work for our offense and our defense. And some people rose to the occasion. Some others didn't. Let's talk about the overall health of the team coming out of the preseason so far. That was really important to you. How healthy is the team? For the most part, we're good. We lost Nick Morrow, uh, one of our linebackers, for we're not quite sure how long, but he won't be ready. Jalen Richard broke his foot. We're not sure he'll be ready for the opener. Um, other than that, I think we're in pretty good shape, um, knock on wood. But uh-huh. um, 
we, we, we think we came out healthy. We think we developed our team, and we'll see where we are because Baltimore's pretty good. They'll let us know early. Yeah, we're going to get to Baltimore, but you spent a lot of time here thinking about this entire preseason in the games, and you didn't play a lot of the starters. Now, going back to your whole career as an assistant, as a coordinator, is this something you've evolved with because of the new elements of the game and injuries, and we just came off of COVID season last year? What were the thoughts behind that? Well, I think for a lot of reasons, you know, the salary cap has changed. We have a lot of money invested in certain players. We, we can't replace certain guys either. You just can't go out and get another quarterback or another running back or another tight end like, like Waller. But uh, the most important thing, I think, is to make sure you keep the right 53 guys. And in the history of the Raiders, there's been a lot of unsung heroes walked through here that weren't drafted. And we want to make sure every guy had an opportunity to showcase what he can do. And we feel good about ourselves. And I think at the end of the day, it'll serve us well. And you feel good about yourself, too, because of these practices. You got a lot accomplished. What was up with these early start times? Crack of dawn. A lot of the yeah. media was complaining. Yeah, I know. They had about, well, that's all early. the media does is yes. complain, JT. But uh, we had to beat the heat. We wanted to work outside. You can't go outside uh, and practice football consistently when it's 110, 120 degrees. So we were creative with our schedule. Our players responded. I think it helps us when we go on the road on the sure. East Coast. Our players are used to getting up and getting going early. Uh, but we have a lot of reps, a lot of intensity, and we got a lot of work done on the practice field, and that allowed us to do what we did in the preseason. Yeah, you talked about the facilities here that are amazing. You could warm up indoors, get them outside, get them inside again, look at the mountains, deal with all this heat. That's incredible. It is, and, and we had a, a real creative plan. We've got a lot of people here, believe it, that helped me do this. Sure. We've got a great training staff, a great trainer and strength staff, and uh, we do. We stretch inside. We have walkthroughs inside. We get our full-speed work done outside. We can come inside and cool off and, and get some additional work done. But you got to be careful in this heat. Everybody that lives in Vegas sure. knows that. And uh, I have a lot of golfers tell me that as well. It's hard to play golf afternoon here. Absolutely. Give us a couple of impressive players so far in the preseason that really jumped out at you. Well, it starts with Derek Carr. This is the best preseason, best training camp he's had hands down. His completion percentage, um, his leadership, his mastery of the offense was awesome. Yannick Ngakwe is everything that uh, has been advertised. I think Max Crosby, the most improved player on this football team. Highest conditioned I've ever seen him. Um, Josh Jacobs is a better back than he's been, and he's been really good. Our good players got better. I think we have some really good guys that can play great, and I think we have a couple young guys, Damon Arnett, John Abram, some second- and third-year guys that are on the cusp of turning a corner. Let's talk about some free agent signing some of the veterans. First, Gerald McCoy. He did a little media the last couple of days, the maturity, where he's been, how intense he is. He seems like a leader already. Yeah, he is. He's been really good behind the scenes in the meeting room with our defensive players. He's a great player when healthy. I mean, he's been to six Pro Bowls. Not many guys can take over for Warren Sapp in Tampa and duplicate a lot of the success that Warren had. So he's a great player. We put the boat in the water carefully, making sure that he gets uh, confident in his leg. But he really played well against the 49ers, and we think he's got a chance to really help us. I think Denzel Perryman was big. To get a player like that coming off an injury to one of your valued players, there's not a lot of players out there available. You had to make a trade. Walk me through that process. Well, obviously, Nick Morrow got hurt in the scrimmages, and Javon White got hurt in the Ram game. So we're getting some injuries at linebacker. We needed help. And to get a guy like Perryman, who knows Gus Bradley, played in the defense, played well in the defense, uh, and knows 
uh, a lot of the coaches on our staff, it was a natural. And uh, Mike Mayock, his staff, did a great job pulling the trigger, getting that done. And when you meet Perryman, I think you'll be happy he's here, too. Looking forward to it. And one more, let's talk about Casey Hayward and what he brings, because two-time Pro Bowl or another Gus guy who knows the system. You know, about, uh, I don't know, 20 years ago, we, we drafted that guy, Charles Woodson. And we brought in Eric Allen from the New Orleans Saints, who's doing some pretty good media stuff. He is. He's pretty good. Sam, he's pretty I good. Pre- he's pretty good. But Eric Allen came in here and gave us a pro, a model to look at. And um, Casey Hayward has been awesome with Damon Arnett, Trayvon Mullen, uh, Nate Hobbs, our young secondary members. He's a good player still, and he's a great leader, and he's a great role model for our young players. Coach, one of the things I'm really impressed with is this new philosophy of Gus Bradley, this rotation. So, again, I go back to your early days, Green Bay, all your years, Philadelphia. Was it ever a time where you enjoyed this system of rotation, or did you like to just have the best four guys out there competing on every play? How have you evolved with that? Well, when you had Reggie White, we didn't want to take Reggie off the field. He wouldn't rotate with anybody. Absolutely. Um, but obviously, the way the game has changed, it's, it's a passing league now. When you play Kansas City, they're going to throw the ball. They're going to tell you they're throwing it. And you have to get after the pocket or you're not going to win the game. So uh, you have to have some rotation. You have to have six, seven, eight defensive linemen. And in fairness to Paul Gunther and our previous staff, we haven't had much depth. When, when it comes to defensive line. But when you add uh, Malcolm Kuntz and you bring in Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson and now Gerald McCoy and Yannick Ngakwe, it's a different setup here. And we have the, the rotation to use, and we're going to use them. I want to get to the draft class, which I think is really important. I was anchoring that night. Alex Leatherwood was taken. <laughs> All right, here we go again. There's a question, was he taken too early? I go, this is an Outland Trophy winner. This guy played in the biggest games at Alabama, and now being at practice, everyone talks about him being a veteran already coming out. He's getting some reps. What have you seen from him? Well, this time as I drive home, I'm saying I'm glad we got Leatherwood. Yeah. Because you can't play this in this league without a right tackle and a left tackle. We went through the same thing when we drafted Colt Miller. Why are we taking Colt Miller? We just gave Colt Miller a lot of money because he's yeah. one of the best tackles in the league. Leatherwood is not just an Outland Trophy winner. He's a national champion. He protected for two first-round draft choices. I don't know how many running backs and great receivers. He's a great kid. He's going to be a really good player. And I think our fans are going to love him. Let's go to Trayvon Merrig and what he brings. A ball hawk who can tackle. How are you going to move him around? He's going to be in the post. And what that means is he's going to be deep in center field. And we're hoping that we can generate a lot of pass rush, put some quarterbacks under duress, and this guy's got the ball skills to play red line to red line. He can make the open field eraser tackles. And I think he's going to get better and better with playing time. Nate Hobbs. I had him on the radio. Yeah. I had him on the radio, and I'm talking to him about it. He sounds like an old soul. You gave him a game ball for the preseason. You typically don't do that. What message did you send to him? Tell me about him. Well, I don't want to give these rookies too much sugar too soon. (laughs) A lot of them don't handle it very well. But Nate Hobbs has the it factor. Right. When you see him when you're around him, you you feel energized. He brings a certain vibe to the field that you got to have. And he's playing a very tough position, that nickel corner. Because when that jet sweep goes from right to left, he becomes a linebacker. And you got to get off blocks, you got to take on offensive linemen, and at times you got to cover some really fast slot receivers and tight ends. He's done it all for us, he's done it well. 
And uh, we're really pleased with him. What a great pick that was in the fifth round. What was it like waiting for him in the draft? Now this is coming. You know Lovey Smith. You know the whole situation. He's on your board, and you're able to get him. That's special. Yeah, it was great. We wanted to get a couple safeties. Obviously, Merrigan in the second round. We got Tyree Gillespie in the fourth round to get Hobbs in the fifth round. And obviously, Diablo and Malcolm Kuntz in the third round. We feel like we added some young athleticism to our defense. And right now, Nate Hobbs has been one of the biggest stories in training camp. We're going to get to the offensive line and go back to what you just said. I remember you pulled me aside and said, if I didn't have Colton Miller, I wouldn't have a guy. You needed him at that time. He turned out to be an unbelievable young player. Talk about what he brings to practice every day. What type of leader is he? He's a quiet leader, and he's a consistent performer every single day. Tough as hell, too. He can go and go and go, and he's very athletic. We can get him on the perimeter on quick screens. He can pull. He can do it all that you ask, and he's very, very reliable and uh, tough. So, you know, when we got here, we really didn't feel like we had a proven tackle in their prime. Donald Penn was at the end of his time. I think Marshall Newhouse was the right tackle. We had to address that position with Derek Carr as our quarterback. And uh, we've had some changes up front. They weren't changes that were easy to make. We realize we have a lot to prove, but we do have two yeah, uh, talented young offensive tackles. Let's stay with Andre James in the center position. What'd you throw at him? What, what have you seen from him with his overall skill set? Makes you comfortable with him starting against Baltimore? Well, obviously Rodney Hudson was a great player. Let's, let's make sure we give Rodney his props. Uh, salary cap went into this. You know, we felt like we had uh, the cap went down for the first time in NFL history. Uh, we had to add some players to our defense. We needed to get Yannick Ngakwe. We needed to re-sign Jonathan Hankins and get some defensive players in here. And we had a lot of people calling about Andre James. The games that he did play, he played very good in. And Rodney didn't practice a lot in the last year or so, and Andre did. And we felt we needed to give him the ball, let this young man take over in the pivot. And uh, so far, it's been impressive. He had two good days against the Rams. Yeah, you make a great point, Coach. Everyone knew you had to spend a little more money on defense. I mean, it's a business. And you had to get some defensive players over there. Gabe Jackson gone, Rodney gone. Now we go to Richie Incognito, who I know you want to keep healthy. And when he's not able to practice, it bothers him. He wants to get out there again. How's Richie doing? You know, he hurt his calf. We think he's going to be ready for the regular season. But when you... Uh, watch him practice, when you watch him compete against the Rams, this is, this is still one of the premier guards in pro football. I mean, he can pull. He's good in one-on-one -on -one situations. He leads the league in nasty. He's still nasty, man. He's nasty. He reminds me a little bit of Wisniewski. Yeah. Uh, he gives us that kind of thump, that kind of daily presence that you got to have inside. And we like having Denzel Good and Richie Incognito and John Simpson standing next to our young center and right tackle. Maturity is a word you use a lot. These are young guys. Some are very mature. We've seen this recently. Talk about that, the character of this team. You're drafting character guys and how mature you expect them to be when they walk in this building. Yeah, mature, reliable, guys that love football. I think guys that will play for nothing. Honestly, I think I could get my phone out here <laughs> and call 20, 25 of these guys and say, hey, we're playing football here in the street. You guys want to play a pickup game, they'd be here. We got guys that love to compete, love to play, like each other, and it's a it's a contagious vibe. And uh, you'd really like this team if you were with them every day. Our fans are going to love this group. Yeah, the fans on the radio absolutely love everything about this team. Before we get to our fan questions, I want to talk about Tom Flores. I talked to you about that privately. How important it was for Canton, Ohio, to see Coach Flores in that great moment. It was a long time coming. He shouldn't have waited that long, but it was an epic weekend. 
Well, he's a multiple Super Bowl champion. Not only that, people tend to forget he was a heck of a quarterback. Yeah. Old number 15. Absolutely. And not only that, a premier human being. I mean, I was lucky to be the head coach here in 1998 to 2001. He was a good friend, a loyal friend. And uh, I came back here in 2018, and he's the first guy to call me. And he's always been there for me. He's been one of the great Raiders of all time. And to see him get that gold jacket, I get all I get all teared up. That was awesome. Well, I'm going to keep the tears going because Charles Woodson was the last yeah. one to speak. Yeah, that was, was easy. So that was Saturday, Sunday. They made yeah. Charles wait last, and then he knocked it out of the park. Your relationship yeah. with Charles. That was great. You know, fourth pick in the draft in 1998. I remember Wadsworth and a guy named Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf go off the board, and I remember high-fiving. We were going to get our guy. And uh, from the time he stepped on uh, the field, we became a contender. He had an it factor. I'm not saying Nate Hobbs has what Woodson has, but he had a contagious playmaking style that made everybody around him better. And uh, one of these days, he may be the next head coach of the Raiders. Who knows? Let's get a comment on Cliff Branch. I know what he means to you. He's not here with us. He was Mark Davis's best friend. He was yeah. at every Raider game on the sideline. Even when you weren't coaching and you came to Oakland, you'd see Cliff. Give him a big hug. Now he's a senior finalist. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame, honestly. You know, you can't measure... Cliff Branch's true effect on a game like they do today with pro football focus. I mean, Cliff Branch, if you played one-on-one coverage, they were going to throw a bomb over your head. He was going to catch it. He would scare you to death. And the more you paid attention to Cliff Branch, you can ask Mervin Fernandez, you ask Casper, you ask Fred Bolitnikoff, they would carve you up underneath. But Cliff, I don't know if any human being has drawn more personal fouls, or excuse me, pass interference sure. penalties than Cliff Branch. 20 yards of catch, 75 touchdowns, three-time world champion. What do you got to do to get into get in the hall? Uh, yeah. What do you got to do? Yeah, and I think what's interesting on this too, Coach, is I think he could be, if he was here with us now in spirit, a great mentor to Henry Ruggs because when Cliff came into the league, he wasn't getting the ball. He had a couple of drops, and it took him a while. Then his numbers hit, and they never slowed down. He had a playoff records and all that. Maybe Ruggs can look at him and say the speed, the speed kills, and he could use that for some guidance going forward. There's no doubt, and uh, we, we uh, certainly would have relished that opportunity yeah. to connect those two. But, you know, Henry Ruggs, there's another guy that uh, needs to be talked about a little, JT. He's in his second year, and he's had a great training camp, and he and Brian Edwards are going to get the opportunity of a lifetime. Let's stay with Wilder a little bit. Any comparables, the story of how he came here, how he's developed his sobriety, how comfortable he is talking about who he is today. I think he's a mentor and a leader in this city. A lot of people in Vegas look up to him for his charity work, where he is in the community. I know that means a lot to you. It does, and you know, I, I try to encourage my own sons to take a good look at this guy. Wow. Go on YouTube, listen to him, study him, find him, hear what he has to say, and try to take some of the, the greatness out of him. But he's a great performer. He makes his own albums. Yeah. He's a great rapper and singer and producer of music. I don't know where he gets his talent and energy, but uh, what a source of strength. He's our hardest working player, um, and he has a great message, and he, he not only gives the message, he stands behind it. He's special. He is a truly special person. That's incredible. Your hardest working player. You've had some great ones over your careers, Hall of Famers now yeah. that we've talked about. That is really a testament to how he's turned his life around. You should see this guy. Honestly, um, JT, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Woodson, the guys we're talking about, this guy is so highly conditioned. He can line up as a wide receiver and run a post-corner post route, a Dino route, I call it. Run back to the huddle and play tight end and block 
a defensive end on a Josh Jacobs power play. And then he'll run down the field and catch a middle read. He just has no limitations physically, mentally, emotionally on what you can ask him to do. And the more I ask him to do, the better he gets. He never sulks. He never says, I'm tired. He makes no excuses. I wish we had two of them. Greg Olson, Johnny Morton, who I all know, we all go back with these gentlemen. They must love that now that you have a tight end that's going to be double teamed. What does that do for Renfro in the slot? What does that do for one-on-one -on -one coverage for Ruggs? These guys should be sending gifts to Waller with that double team and be excited. Well, he's going to be hard to double because he's going to be hard to find. He right. plays five positions. So to your point, the more attention he gets, the better it has to get for somebody. Jacob's out of the backfield, Renfro in the slot, Ruggs is standing over there, or Edwards. As long as the play caller doesn't screw things up, we got a chance to be pretty good. In the few minutes we have left, Coach, we want to get into Monday night. How explosive can that stadium get? How loud can it get? You noticed that you mentioned Seattle. What do you think could happen on a Monday night, which is much different than a preseason game? Well, when you give Raider fans that much time to get ready for a game, yeah, uh, good, good night. Yeah, it could a be tailgate. A real, hopefully we give them a great, um, great night to cheer. And the Ravens, you said you were going to talk about them. That's a great opener for us to find out exactly where we are. It'll be a great night. Yeah, I want to talk about the DNA of the Ravens. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, going back to Haloti Nada, the guys they've had up front. That defense always comes to play, and they've been battling with Pittsburgh, who you have the week after that. But what a test is that, even though Baltimore's had some injuries as they're putting their roster together. Give us some points on the Ravens. Well, you said it all starts with defense. They have great tradition. They still have Calais Campbell. Yeah. McKinney, number 98. I mean, the biggest defensive tackle in the league. Patrick Queen, an emerging superstar at linebacker. Humphrey's the best corner in the league right now. Number 44. Uh, they got talent. And uh, with this quarterback, Lamar Jackson, the things he's able to do, uh, it's a hard team to prepare for. So that's why we got to wrap this show up. We got to get downstairs, Absolutely. get back to work. Let's quickly get to Lamar Jackson and how hard it is to get him down. Because with this scheme, having a spy or not, these defensive tackles you spent a lot of time talking about, they got to have a big game. Yeah, I mean, it's like tackling Tyreek Hill. I mean, this guy's got incredible straight line speed. He's got elusiveness and he has power. Man, this guy breaks tackles. This guy will go run through you. He'll run around you. He'll run over you. And uh, he can throw. And he's improved uh, year in and year out as a passer. And they've added some young receivers in the draft and in free agency. Sammy Watkins came come over. Mm -hmm. Andrews is an outstanding tight end. Got to get the work on the Ravens. You got respect for John Harbaugh and the way he's coached yeah, over the years and what he's done over the years. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy's guy. He's a real football guy. And uh, excellent special teams coach himself. And they have an outstanding kicker, a great punter. They got all three phases working for them. That's why they're a per perennial playoff team. Coach, thanks so much for doing this. Good luck this year. Thanks. Thanks. Great, great to see you again. Great to Look see you, Look forward to coach. seeing all the Raider fans out there. I expect it to be exciting. You know, I'm not um, going to have any other expectation. Raider fans in Las Vegas on Monday Night Football, I think it's um, the recipe for a real cool night. Hopefully we don't let them down. I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with John Gruden 20 minutes. That's the longest I've ever sat down with him. It was an event for season ticket holders and club holders, and he laid out the season. Let's see what happens. I am thrilled to find out that Friday Jim Plunkett 
will join us courtesy of Modelo, an official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders, brewed with the fighting spirit since 1925. Jim, last time I saw you and your wife, we were in Canton, Ohio with Tom Flores, and that was one hell of a good time. How are you? Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, very happy and thrilled for Tom to get into the Hall of Fame after all these years and uh, after all the things he's accomplished uh, in his professional life. It was, it was great to see and it was great to be there. And, Jim, I can imagine you were, you were on cloud nine when I saw you a few times that weekend, your relationship with Tom and Barbara and your wife, Jerry, and everybody there. To see so many of your old friends and teammates and other legends from around the league, it was a special weekend. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, the Hall of Fame game and, and all it represents. Uh, uh, and to start off the, uh, you know, the, the season with, uh, it's exciting. It's good to see a lot of the older players uh, mix in with the, the new players that are going to play that weekend. And, you know, it's a lot of fun to, to see people you probably haven't seen in a while. Jim Plunkett's our guest. So, Jim, as we get ready for the season here, Baltimore's got a bunch of injuries, but they're coming out, and their DNA has been defense for a long time, but with your Heisman Trophy connection and the legend of the Heisman, Lamar Jackson, and what you've seen with this young man over the years as he came out of college and now has matured to a young MVP in the league already, that's a tremendous accomplishment. Yeah, it certainly is, especially with his style of play. He presents a lot of problems to any defense when you're facing him uh, because of his ability to run and get out of trouble and make big plays not only uh, through the air, but with his legs. And, you know, and he, and he keep, even when he's running around back there, he keeps his eyes down the field looking for that opportunity for the big play. So he's a, da- you know, he's a dangerous guy. You've got to, you've got to try and contain him. I'm not saying you're going to do that every time, but uh, and keep the pressure on him and, and hopefully, uh, you know, slow him down a little bit to make him make mistakes if that's possible. But, you know, pressure for a guy like that, I think is the biggest way to, to handle him. Uh, Jim Plunkett is our guest. Uh, Let's jump in and talk about when a guy like that decides to tuck and run. A lot of quarterbacks, Jim, they decide to run when the pocket breaks down, when there's trouble. He can do it differently. He can do it in the pistol, this read option and everything. So Gus Bradley really has his hands full. They added, you know, K.J. Wright. They brought in Perryman, another linebacker. They got some veterans up front, and they added to that defensive line I would hope for a game like this where at least they can slow down Lamar if he decides to take off. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to probably try to do a few other things, maybe keep an extra defensive back who can run uh, uh, and uh, kind of shadow uh, Lamar Jackson at times if that's necessary. Uh, and and a lot of the plays, you're right, are designed for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he just doesn't, he's just not an opportunist guy who takes off and run when he sees a hole. Uh, or he gets into trouble, but you know they actually have place for him uh, designed to you know to use his abilities uh, to move the ball down the field and and believe me, the kid can run. He can also throw. He's not just the running, you know, old-fashioned quarterback who can either run or throw. Uh, this kid can do both, and uh, you know, it's, and it's fun to watch. He's an exciting guy, but you know, you got to find a way to corral him somewhat. Jim Plunkin joins us, courtesy of Modelo and official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jim. Uh, Uh, We're talking about Derek being in the fourth year with John Gruden. We just talked to Coach, and when you were comfortable more and more years with Tom Flores and that offensive coaching staff where you flourished on your way to two Super Bowls and a Super Bowl MVP, can you make the comparison to Derek and the comfort of having a bigger playbook and getting more comfortable with it? Oh, you know, I think, you know, the longer you, you know, you're with one coach, you know, the more comfortable you become. There's no question about it. You can almost – 
you know, if the coach would send in a play, uh, the first few years, maybe I didn't agree with it so much, but sometimes I can almost, as you get to know him better and what he likes to do in certain situations, I'm talking about the coach here, you know, that's the play you already have in your mind because, you know, you've been trained to think that way in, in these certain situations. So, you know, the play the coach sometimes sends in is the exact play you're going to call. And that comes from knowing each other, um, you know, being in a lot more ball games, uh, knowing what to expect in each and every situation. And, you know, and Derek's a smart guy, and, uh, you know, I, he, I think he, he knows and anticipates a little bit what uh, John Gruden likes to do in certain situations. Former Super Bowl MVP, Heisman Trophy winner, two-time Super Bowl champion Jim Plunkett, kind enough to join us every Friday. Or one of the other things you did and what Derek's doing now is talking to young receivers and Ruggs didn't have a big year last year. COVID, he got hurt at one point. Edwards is supposed right. to have a breakout year, trying to grow with Hunter Renfro. Uh, Nelson Aguilar caught a lot of balls, Jim. He left to go to the Patriots. What was it like for you trying to get young receivers mixed in with your veterans and build their confidence when they came into the league? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a little bit of an adjustment. You know, normally uh, – you know, the receivers that you worked with over time, you know, you, you learn to expect uh, what they're going to do in certain situations, as do they of you. You know, they know that maybe, like myself, you know, I'd rather roll out to my right when I got in trouble and they would drift that way and, and make my job a little bit easier. Uh, and, you know, hopefully these young players can, can, can learn that over time with Derek and see what he likes to do, especially when he's in trouble uh to to make come up with a big play yeah i ran a lot more than derek uh, does uh he's going to look for a receiver first and then if he has to he will run you know i chose I chose either path if the, if the openings there i'll take it uh so uh, you know i was a little bit more of a problem when i got out of the pocket than than say derek might be jim plunkett joins us jim i'm breaking down the ravens all week they have the number one nfl blitz rate on defense number one the last three years so we know wink martindale the defensive coordinator is going to blitz that's what he does that's what this team does when you're preparing for a game let alone the entire offseason for a team that's going to blitz and come at you what is that week like in preparation knowing you're going to go down you're going to get hit a few times they're going to be blitzing on every play and you got to get the ball out a little bit quicker against a certain opponent yeah, you're right. You know, and the offensive line is going to have to dig in more and try to give the quarterback a little bit more protection. The backs may have to stay in on occasion and not be able to get out on all the pass routes that they normally would. Uh, but, you know, but I think you're right in the sense that, you know, especially early on, um, you know, don't hold the ball too long, get rid of it. Shorter routes maybe to, to help you get a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. And, you know, the more times those guys have to rush, you know, the, on defense, a little more tired they're going to get as the game progresses. And in the long run, that may help uh, the offensive line as well. But, you know, there are times, though, when it's going to be third and 15, you know, those offensive linemen are going to have to hold those guys out for a longer period of time. And, and hopefully they'll be able to do that. And, you know, I think they will. Maybe not every time. But, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to, you know, buckle up and, and, and give Derek the protection that he needs. Uh, but, uh, that being said, you know, you still got to get rid of the ball. Don't get in trouble. Don't make long yardage. If you have to throw the ball away, throw it away. Don't be around third and 16 on uh, in those situations. But, you know, get rid of the ball. Always have a safety maybe uh, out to the side. So if you have to dump it off quickly, then, then go ahead and do so. 
Wrapping it up with Jim Plunkett. Jim, you've been coming to Vegas for years for signings, private events. Mr. Davis had you out here for parties and his birthday over the years. Now Allegiant Stadium. You've been in the building a few times. How excited are you for Monday night to see this building finally have fans there to root on the Raiders in this next era and chapter of the Raider franchise? Well, I, I think it's terrific. You know, they deserve that new stadium uh, uh, to be filled up. Uh, it's been a tough couple of years uh, with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world, it seems like. Uh, but it's going to be an exciting time. And uh, But nothing will be more exciting than uh, to put a winning football team out in the field. And, and, you know, that'll make everybody happy. I don't care who you are. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward. I think there's a very good, solid football team. How good remains to be seen. But uh, they're going to provide a lot of entertainment during the course of the year. Thank you, Jim. We look forward to Fridays. Our listeners are thrilled to have you. Thanks for this. Uh, Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, JT. See you this weekend. You got it. Jim Plunkett, thrilled to have him on the show. When they came to me at the Raiders and said, "Uh, you good, I think Q's going to get Jim Plunkett on one day. I think Mondays, if I'm right, Q will say it, and I'm going to get him on Fridays heading into the game. It's appointment radio. That's what we try to do with you. We try to get you to listen to the entire show. And that's important, uh, very important to us. And now you know Jim Plunkett is joining us at the bottom of this hour. And we're going to have Bill Romanowski. Put your seatbelt on for that. Thrilled to be working with Modelo. Fantastic partner here. The perfect fit. In about 40 minutes, I take my bucket. I fill it with Modelo. I pour ice over it. The ice starts to melt. I drink it in the pool. That's my Friday because of Modelo. Yeah, um, you know, I, I've been through my fair share of stories um, in my time here, and um, I, I've learned to just kind of stay like this, you know, and uh, try my best to stay there, um, even through games. You know, I've seen so many games go like this, and then boom, at the end. Some of our seasons go like this, and at the end, boom. And if we could just maintain this level of intensity, I think I, I, I love to I watch Nick Saban talk about this level of intensity that you have to bring every single day. He mentioned this recently, and I love that so much. And I'm just trying to stay there, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to get too excited. Not I'm not going to get down uh, when, it's, when it's hard because every football game is hard. Uh, but I'm really just going to try and stay like this. But I think that our mindset is right and we're ready. Derek Carr, JT, brought to you by Five Iron Golf. I was just there hitting balls, playing different golf courses. If you haven't been to Area 15, go see it. It's one of the newest attractions in town, second floor. Five Iron Golf, the premier indoor golf facility in Area 15. Eight simulators giving you access to play the world's best golf courses. Just had John Gruden to kick off the show, Jim Plunkett. Now Vince Sapienza from Fox 5. Vince, when we met years ago, did we think we'd be in that type of lineup? Walking into the Death Star on Monday, which you watch being built from ground up. How are you, buddy? I'm great, JT. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it, it feels like uh, it feels like it's been a snap of the fingers from, from that first time we chatted, but at the same time, it feels like forever. I know Raider Nation has been geeked up and waiting for this moment to witness uh, their Raiders in action in Las Vegas in games that count on Monday Night Football with the the spotlight shining bright and the stars out in Vegas. It's going to be a good time. 
You know, Vince, you, I think, and I, I think this is accurate, you've put in more time covering this team literally than anybody I've known from Henderson. You were there for groundbreakings, interviews with Mark Davis, Mark Bedane back in the day, others, other executives. You've been doing this from day one because your station, Fox 5, made that commitment, the partnership deal with the Raiders. Does it feel like a long road? Because last year we were in there with no one in the building. And we were there for that preseason game, which is not a regular season game. This is going to be interesting for you when you walk into that stadium on Monday for that full day. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen in this town, I would expect. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. I liken it to, you know, the feeling of that first uh, Golden Knights home game at T-Mobile Arena, you know. But the difference is, you know, I'm going back and forth on those Southwest Airlines. As you know, JT, back and forth to Oakland covering this team, watching literally Allegiant Stadium grow from the ground up and seeing all the hard work, the construction workers, the guys behind the scenes, doing everything they can to make this a reality, Mark Davis's dream a reality. And it was, you know, it was, was anticlimactic last year. You know, even though a select few were able to go in and witness the games in the press and, and watch these Raiders games, it just didn't feel right. You know, especially seeing all those games in Oakland at the Coliseum and how rowdy Raider Nation was and the tradition-rich franchise that it is. It just was very anticlimactic last year, even in in the wins uh, for the team. So, you know, it's a much different feeling in the days leading up to week one and this home opener for the Raiders here in Las Vegas than it was last year because you know you're going to have Raider Nation behind you. And I can tell you from that lone preseason game against the Seahawks a few weeks back, I was on the field pregame just before the national anthem. And, and as the pregame was going on, and I got to tell you, the players was, were as wide-eyed as I'd ever seen them before any game. I mean, they, their jaws had to be picked up off the grass because they just couldn't believe what the stadium sounded like, looked like with a capacity crowd. And it was an incredible feeling to be down on that field just before kickoff. So I can only imagine in a game that's going to count Monday night football, the world is watching a big-time game against a big-time opponent with a lot of questions that uh, hopefully get answered on Monday night. Vince Sapienza, Fox 5, right here in Vegas. So really the breaking news to see Marcus Peters out, Gus Edwards, the injuries to J.K. Dobbins now, Latavius Murray coming in what they've tried to add into that running back room in Baltimore, Le'Veon Bell. Look, these are guys, they get it. They've played football their whole life. If you hand the ball off to them off left tackle or right tackle, they're going to find a way. They're going to look for a hole and try to get yards. But this game has always been about Vince stopping Lamar Jackson. He cannot have runs of 30 or 40 yards. There can't be broken plays where he's not accounted for. You've been at these press conferences with Gus Bradley. It's go time. He brought in... K.J. Wright, Denzel Perryman, Littleton needs to wake up, Kwiatkowski can get to the ball, and these new defensive tackles are at least supposed to get some push up the middle so at least Lamar can't just walk right through him and take off dead center. How do you see it? Yeah, you know, for the past six weeks or so, watching these practices and, you know, all the, all the position groups are broken down and what we get to watch during practice, and, and day in and day out, it's not even been close. The defensive line group has been the most active, the most enthusiastic, the most eye-popping in what we've been able to see during practice. And I don't know if that's necessarily a coincidence or not with the talent they brought in, but the defensive line has been a spot 
light that the Raiders front office, Mike Mayock, John Gruden, have made sure they paid attention to. And Gus Bradley knows that it all starts with that first line of defense, and that's the defensive line. When you have uh, a guy that every time somebody from the defense is talking about it in Max Crosby as they are, and it's not just for his off the field, uh, you know, his, his milestones off the field, they are blown away what this guy is doing on the field and the steps he's taken from a year ago. I mean, Max Crosby is a motor. We all know that. He's a high-energy guy. But he looks like voted on as a captain for the first time at any football level of his football-playing career at the National Football League level. These guys are looking to a guy like him to lead the way. Yannick Ngakwe, Quentin Jefferson, Solomon Thomas. I mean, this may be the most deep group of defensive linemen in terms of talent we've seen in years. With the Raiders, the question is, is how, how do they all gel together? And the common theme with each of them, and, and even spearheading from Gus Bradley, is that they are, they are light years ahead of what he thought they would be. So, you know, that's a lot of great talk. We'll see what happens on Monday because at the end of the day, you know, stopping Lamar Jackson, as you said, and that starts with scheme. And that's where Gus Bradley is either going to shine or sink in week one. He needs to draw up a scheme that's going to shut down this running attack because you're going to have a bunch of talented running backs, whether it's Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, whoever it is in that backfield. The, the common denominator is Lamar Jackson. And if Gus Bradley can deviate a scheme that can contain him, you're not going to fully stop a uh, former league MVP, but if you can contain him, then you give yourself a chance to win. And then you move on to the linebackers and, and that you know patchwork uh, linebacking group, if you want to call it that, you know, Nick Morrow goes down, Javen White goes down, all of a sudden you get some all-world talent in K.J. Wright and Denzel Perryman. That's not a bad, uh, you know, that's not a bad bad way to go when you lose guys that you were hoping to take big steps. So, uh, and then you look at the, at, at the defensive backfield. You have a young, young secondary. There's a lot to be excited about. Hope springs eternal always in the days leading up to week one. But at the end of the day, once that ball gets kicked off, these guys with high potential need to produce. And we need to see it on Monday if we mm-hmm. think this Raiders defense did get better in the last five or six months. Vince Sapienza, finally, Vince, you know, I've been out here a long time. I don't like complainers. I don't like people that are negative. I don't even like Raider fans who are negative on the team. You have the right, Everybody has the right to be pissed off when they lose. But I'm talking about people that tear down the team. And I'm dealing with a bunch of fans now who are – you know, complaining about the Clear app as the 90% of them have downloaded it. You cover this town as good as anybody. People need to download the Clear app to get in the building. There are no exceptions. They're not like, hey, you know, I was going to do it, but I didn't. You're not getting in. I know you've covered this at Fox 5, how important it is for you to tell our audience to download the Clear app so it makes for a pleasant Monday night, not a night of people complaining on Tuesday morning. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. All the fans sit there and think this is some, some brand new, you know, uh, you know, curveball and just some, some one big speed bump obstacle. But the Golden Knights have implemented this midseason this past year. So fans are familiar with it. It's just it's literally a five-minute procedure that it takes on your phone that people are on 90% of the day anyways. You fill it out, and then it makes you getting into Allegiant Stadium that much easier. As you said, there's no exceptions. If you want to see Raiders in all their glory on Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens and you want to see this team do what you hope they do and that's win this season, 
there's only one way to do it, and that's, that's getting the clear up, that's going through the, the proper steps, doing what you need to do, and as simple as that. There's, there's no if, ands, or buts. There's no, hey, but what if I do this? No, I mean, it, it's that simple, and the easiest way for you to do it, Allegiant Stadium, we all know, has seen their fair share of trials and tribulations of getting fans into the stadium. This is going to be another step to do that. So do yourself a favor. You can do it now. The Raiders have said mm-hmm. yesterday that they've gotten a good outpouring of uh, yes. people already completing the app to get in, but it's still not where they need it to be ahead of Monday night, which is going to be a rocket atmosphere. See you out there, Vince. Thanks for doing this. Look forward to having you on every two weeks. Thank you. Appreciate you. There he is. You got it. Vince Sapienza, Fox 5. Download that Clear app. What an hour we got lined up. Bill Romanowski, and don't miss Jerry Coleman next. Inside the Ravens. It'll be good. It's 